you can't wait for somebody to tell you you're right or you're on the right path. You have to actually take command of that. That's not an option. Um, and, and in your life, how you choose to show up, that's also an option. This is episode three with inspiring innovator Shay Alsahar. Welcome to Take Command with Paul Gowan. I am a Mustang Marine turned international leadership consultant. Each time we come together, I bring you inspiring people and messages to help you take command of your relationships, your time, and your finances so that you are free to lead the life you want. More than taking action, greater than empowerment, take command of your life. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Innovation is seeing what everybody has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. Nobel laureate Dr. Albert signed Georgie said that. And as I sat down with this Take Command conversation with Shay Alsahar, she really has pushed herself and developed the skills to see and think in ways that nobody else has. And it's really helped her out. This episode is all about learning and how to create change through that innovation. Shay has that track record of innovation and helping to change organizations, systems, teams, and even schools since she was a teenager. A reader, entrepreneur, athlete, artist, motivational speaker, certified high-performance coach, and IT executive, Shay doesn't waste any time. She believes in doing the best with what you have and always reaching for the next best version of yourself. Shay is a strong proponent of education and holds multiple degrees, the last of which is when she obtained her executive MBA. She takes great pride in consciously practicing a growth mindset every day with an open heart to give back through the Living Ahead podcast, of which she is a co-host and co-founder. Her message focuses on making the world a better place by spreading kindness. And in this Take Command conversation, Shay and I talk about when she challenged a teacher who is acting outside of school policy back when she was in high school, her drive to innovate at a major company like Dell, and how she leverages past lessons learned for her future. And I asked her about the tradition of choosing to wear a scarf within her religion of Islam, how she grew her team into a new section of her company, and what are the decision-making processes? What compels her to make a choice to change? And you'll also learn the surprising first conversation that Shay and I first had. Uh, I think you're going to love this one. And if you are someone who loves to innovate, then this conversation is for you. If you know someone who it's time for them to make some changes in their life and they're not sure how to do it or where the courage can come from, then send them this conversation. You can pay it forward by being that hero and champion in someone's life by sending them over this conversation. Say, hey, check out this free Take Command conversation. It's a it's a podcast. Or you can go directly to the link, paulgowan.com slash 003. And then make sure you follow up. Ask them what they got out of it for their life, for their relationships, and even for their business. Start a conversation. Hold them accountable. And send them a couple of tips that you get from this conversation as well. 
Because when you reach out, whether it's to a friend, a family member, a, a parent, child, partner, someone in your life that you think of, that you love, that you trust, that you respect, that you want to support and be holding more accountable to their ability to create change in their life, then send it to this person. Uh, send it over on the app in which you're watching this podcast or again, paulgowan.com slash 003. And I love for you guys to connect and be part of the community as well. So if you're not yet part of the Take Command crew over on Facebook, go join that up and uh, let's jump on into this episode. Welcome Take Command crew to the Take Command podcast. It is my absolute pleasure, delight, privilege. So many, so many other words come to mind because I have my good friend, Shay Al-Sahar here. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I, uh, I was looking at some of the things that we share in common. And let me, let me go through this list just because I, I recognized as I was building this list, we have a lot more in common than I first realized. Oh, really? Um, there's the standout pieces. You and I are both entrepreneurs. Yes. We're both certified high-performance coaches. And then it got into some of the, the nuances that I didn't know. Uh, we both speak multiple languages. We do. You have English and what else? Arabic. I learned Spanish for about five years. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm any, you know, good at that. And yeah, yeah I mean, uh, working on a few. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And what did, why did you learn Spanish? Well, that was actually in high school, but okay. the language that I wanted to learn, uh, in, I mean, I learned Spanish cause I live in Texas. Right. So I figured that that would be the most used here right now. A chunk of my family lives in Montreal. So French is the predominant language there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, that's one of the languages I am working on. So I love that. I love that. Uh, both of us are involved in community service. I loved seeing yes. that. Uh, we're both professional speakers, motivational, inspirational speakers. And then from previous conversations, I want to acknowledge this piece. Both of us have a willingness to question that which is around us, innovate to a new approach, a unique solution to meet the unique demands of a challenge, and then a willingness to call it like it is, to tell the emperor he has no clothes. I would say, would you agree? Did I, did I nail yes, it? Yes, 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 yes. I, uh, th that is absolutely true. Yeah. There's so many places to dive in. I want to I wanna start with the, uh, the innovation piece. How? Like, how did you develop that, that courage as a woman? And our, our viewers, like, our listeners are not going to see this, but our viewers are going to see you're a Muslim woman. And other people might say, like, that that's not your place to, to speak out or to speak up. And anybody that spends like a fraction of a second with you knows that's not the case, that you, do, you defy expectations and you have that willingness to look around you and call it like it is. Where did that start for you? So it's funny that you mentioned that because as I, as I work in the professional field, you know, I see people who are like, oh, whoa, you know, like they'll look at me like, huh, does she? she one of those quiet ones sitting there you know and then i'll open my mouth and i you know drop whatever i've got that's relevant i open my mouth when i when it's relevant let me put it that way i don't speak just to speak yeah. um and people are generally kind of like whoa where did that come from right and i know that people put me in a little 
box, unfortunately, but that is yeah. not unique to me. Everybody has their own box that people are putting them in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, it probably started when I was in, um, in, in grade school, right? So I didn't feel like I was different, right? I mean, I haven't always worn the scarf either, but as uh, when I was younger, I didn't get that I was different and different can be defined a million different ways, right? Everybody is different and unique in their own way. Right. But it really started for me when in fifth grade, I wasn't wearing a scarf, obviously I was, I was still a child and my mom had come to drop off something. Now I'm light skin, light hair, light everything. So you wouldn't know just to look at me that I was Muslim, right? Not that Muslim has a color, gender, race, whatever, but most people wouldn't associate it that way. And my mom covers and she wears a scarf. So she came to drop off something. And my teacher's face was just shocked. Like, oh, right. And I remember after that, she kind of looked at me. She, she treated me a little differently, which at first, you know, as a kid, you get kind of like, oh, well, why is that happening to me? And why is this? Right. So at a young age, I already knew that there was something different about yeah. me yeah. Um, in that I, I have a different belief. Now we're, we're, we're going to dive into everything today. So, you know, you could, you can ask me just about any question. Um, but from there I started realizing, and as I went through school, right, I started to realize, and when I put on the scarf, obviously I had some backlash that happened right mm -hmm. um i remember when uh this wasn't even a scarf related incident but i was in school and we had a policy of when you're out for a religious holiday you had three days to make up a test and we had a holiday on it on a test day and um my ap geography teacher at the time wouldn't have it she was like you're gonna take this test today the day i came back and i'm like no no that's not the policy right yeah and i actually took it to the principal's office i refused to take the test i took it to the principal's office that was the first time i really had to take a stance right so from there um you know and, it, and it's not fun to go to the principal's office it's not you know it, especially it, when it, you're about to call out a teacher exactly you know who you are gonna have for the rest of the year so you know that things could get it could potentially fire back at you. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was when I realized, okay, either I'm going to take crap from people just because I, I don't believe the exact same thing or a different version of what they believe, or I'm going to have to take a stance. So pretty early on, truthfully, that's how it worked out for me. Um, I, I had, you know, several, I'm lucky. I think I'm very, very lucky in that I had these challenges because it didn't it did it built me it built who i am it gave me the confidence to be the person that i choose to be and to show up in the world the way i want to show up so um that piece of innovation you know as far as rebrand yourself rebuild yourself i always knew there was a better way i always felt mm -hmm. that there was a better way than just that uh, i have an extremely you know i'm very tolerant of other people's cultures other people's you know, religions, their backgrounds, all of that, because I know what that's like. I've been there. So that, that makes me, I think an excellent coach because I, I have that level of empathy, right. Without the judgment piece that comes with it. Right. Right. So, you know, rebranding myself, reading the books, listening, you know, to podcasts. I didn't really get into podcasts 
not, I mean, I haven't been listening to podcasts since I was younger, right? That, that was something I developed as an adult, but I am a work in progress. Even now, even today, I'm not done. I have, I have more levels that I'm reaching and every day I'm rebranding and every day I'm reaching for more. So yeah. I want to I want to go back into a couple pieces because some of our our listeners and and me I'm not familiar with uh, at what age does a, a a female in the Muslim religion whether a girl young lady woman at what age does she start wearing that scarf or is it that option to wear that scarf Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. So the scarf is not something that is forced on anyone. Just to be clear, it's a choice. Um, We're going to put that in bold. <laughs> I'm getting right up next to my microphone. That is a choice. I love how you're calling that out. I am. I am. And, you know, it's, it's not a way to uh, be lazy because I get a lot of people who are like, oh, you're lucky. You know, you don't have to do your hair every day. And I'm like, I'm in, offended right now because, you know, knowing me, I am not a lazy person. I take care of myself. I take care of my hair. Yes, I have hair just for the record for, for anybody who's actually there. Right. And I'm not judging you by saying that, but I have heard questions right? Oh, yeah. that are, that are all kinds of things. Do you sleep in it? Do you wear it at home? Do you, you know, I wear it in public, right? Yeah. That's where I wear it. There's not a defined age for it. It is a choice. And you know, I mean, there's, there's different people who will tell you different things, right? Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about how you choose to, you know, um, be modest. That's the whole concept behind it is that you are, you choose to be a modest person, right? And it's just a sign of it, right? Um, it doesn't mean that I can't do every, I mean, I can't reach for a career. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, going to be stuck at home with 12 children or whatever else right. people make up in their minds. Right? right. Right. So yeah. Ignorance, ignorance is so toxic. The, the good thing is you can educate ignorance. You can't fix stupid. Is that, can we, can we just say it like that? We can, we can say it like that. Yes. Yes. I, I really don't like when people say ignorance is bliss because it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's definitely not. No. Um, and, and, and the other piece of it is that there are people who, I mean, in the U S we're all immigrants. Everybody is Let's call yeah. it like it is. So thankfully you are able to practice the religion you choose. Thankfully you're able to, you know, uh, do live the life you, you choose to live. And we are blessed to all be doing that. Yeah. And most yeah. people take that for granted or they think, you know, certain people should have that right and other people shouldn't. Yeah, it's it's distorted, you know, and and I look at some of the just the ignorance that I face uh being a veteran because that's a, an extreme minority of the population. Uh it's a celebrated and championed part of the population though. So that's where there's a little bit of extra grace having an invisible disability and choosing to use a service dog. Uh I I met with ignorance and just stupidity. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak to both of those because you can't fix stupid, but if people are ignorant and they're willing to learn, that's where is that, that, that space for education. So you, you were out of school. It was the school policy that when you come back, you have three days, you had a choice though. And there's, there's some of the listeners that that may think that they are facing some challenges in their life in which they don't have a choice. And that's going to show up in their, their words. Like I have to, or I need to, or I must. And um, you had a choice. What was that for you? 
as a high school student, because you are marvelously intelligent. You have multiple degrees. You just completed your executive MBA, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm sure uh, you could have just came into a AP geography and just probably come in and done well, but that wasn't the point. You took a stance. You took a, you made a choice. So for our listeners at home or wherever they're at, listening to this, that aren't quite sure what was it that, that compelled that choice for you? Because you could have taken that test and you could have done decently or pretty well, but you chose to do something different. You chose to take command is what it sounds like. It wasn't an easy choice. The, those choices, if, you, if it feels difficult, it, then you're on the right path. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's not supposed to be an easy choice. Um, yes, like I said, I risked having living through hell under a teacher who was going to have a problem with me because I took this to the principal, right? Uh, if I didn't know that, you know, I, I mean, I had an idea that my parents will try to support me through this, right? Uh, I, which I'm extremely grateful to and for. But you always have a choice. You live in the world you create. And that was probably one of the defining moments for me, right? It, it's, it, it definitely helped me to understand that, okay, I could have taken that test and just been stuck with the result. And, you know, probably it would have affected my grades. Had, you know, th there's, there's a million pieces to it, but I couldn't, it wasn't fair, right? There was that lack of fairness. You're giving me this because, I, and I have a valid reason, a, a note from the mosque. It's not like, you know, th there are, there's times that you can say that this is, oh, you know, that it was a gray area. Was, she had a parent right. teacher note, you know, a parent note or something right, like right, that. Right. No, but I had an official note. I knew that I was right. And you can't wait for somebody to tell you you're right or you're on the right path. You have to actually mm -hmm. take command of that. That's not an option. Um, and, and in your life, how you choose to show up, that's also an option. I don't think a lot of people understand that. I didn't understand that for the longest time. I mean, it took me till that really point. I didn't get it. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I'm, I think how you talk about yourself, you touched on that. I should, I can't, I, uh, you know, I'm stuck. All is this, you know, it's all lost. It's the, the, how you talk with yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you speak to others, the things you project into the world, those were all manifesting. If you think you can't and you're stuck, then I am so sorry to tell you that you are stuck because you believe it. And the day you decide that this is not the situation for me, you are going to break through and you're going to go much further than you could even imagine. Laying the truth down. <laughs> so you took this innovation, executive MBA, and, and you're facing some other statistical minorities. Like you are a woman in the IT industry. That is correct. Atypical. Like that's, that's not a judgment towards you. That's just statistics. And you're a woman in the IT industry in the executive suite. So how did this innovation in high school around taking command, identifying the policy, doing your research and just saying, no, this is not fair. And this is not fair by the rules that are put on me as a student. And I'm calling you out. How has that helped you, advanced you, or given you some additional opportunities to just call it like it is within the executive suite, within the IT industry, within the, the private sector? 
that incident may have ha, has had ripple effects for sure, right? So um, the time somebody spoke to me in a more threatening tone because they weren't happy, right? I had to take a stance. I have to take a stance when anybody, you know, at the same time, it's not always about getting up and, and you know, filing the HR ticket and this and that, right? It's not always like that. It's also sometimes subtle, right? You, you walk into the conference room and, and people look at you like, you know, what, what are we getting here? You know, right, right. That's, that's a very natural part of it. Um, and even, you know, with clients, sometimes they, they're like, is this person qualified? You know, it's, it's, it's a question in their minds, which it, it, I, I find it to be unfortunate. But at the same time, like we said, some people don't know better or they haven't mm -hmm. learned yet. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm out there and in the IT world, my job is to, you know, be the best version of myself and tr stay true to my values. That's the other thing. I believe in fairness. I believe in kindness. I'm, I'm never going to treat somebody in a way that's um, le less than kind or, you know, try to hurt someone intentionally or anything like that. I choose to carry those values everywhere I go, whether that was in high school, whether that's in college, whether that's yeah. in the workplace, whether that's even in my podcast, wh wherever it is, I choose to carry those values. I choose to live within my values. And I think that for your listeners, anybody listening out there, decide what's important to you. Go through your values. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned it at the beginning. We're not afraid to question the things around us. Even the right. beliefs I was given at birth or handed down, I've questioned those. I've taken a look at what works for me and what doesn't. What is serving me and what isn't. So having the courage to go in and, and really challenge things, I think, is, is the biggest piece of it. And it's not always that you're asserting yourself or things that, that you get to do or that is according to a policy. You also use innovation. Uh, one of the things that, that you mentioned to me ahead of time is that you started at, at Dell with a group of about 20 people and ended up building an entire department. That is some innovation. That is some leadership that is built on the foundation of you living within those values. So as people are like, oh, she's living within her values, she's hampered. No, 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 no. That was a foundation. So talk about on that foundation of those values. How did you lead and grow this team into an entire department? So it, it's it's a great story, actually. Um, I I had other IT jobs before that, right? This is the 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 biggest job, let's say, that I, I had gotten into after I had graduated with my bachelor's degree. And I was actually doing my master's full-time, the MBA program. I was one of about 20 people, all started in the same class, you know, everybody's really excited and, you know, everyone is, is trying to get into these cliques and who's best friends with who. And, you know, I had a solid group of friends there too, but I never let that consume me because when I came into Dell, I had a thought and the thought was this, if I can fix something in a company as big as Dell, I could do anything, right? It was this, this thought, it was almost like a challenge I put on myself. So uh, I, I had gotten a mentor and actually I think how that had happened was actually by almost complete accident, uh, but I was seeking, I was looking for a mentor and my mentor happened to say yes. And 
you know, as I'm listening to how the organization is going, you know, I, I, we met every once in a while. Um, one of the things I noticed was that they were using access, which is like old timey stuff. I mean, yeah. nobody's using access anymore, it's, right? It's rough. It's, it's rough to work thin. with access. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And I was like, oh my gosh, please tell me nobody's sitting there plotting coordinates on a US map. Oh no, 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 no. Right, 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 right. You know, I had a full-time job just like the other 20 people did. But I it wasn't it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't, I mean, the job itself, yes, c consumed all my time, but it wasn't challenging, right? I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed. So I decided that I was going to do on top of what I was already doing my job, I was going to build, fix something, right? So the fix that I saw was, hey, what about analytics? Look at that. They are struggling with this, right? So I started building these charts and, you know, used different programs, started, you know, sharing them with my mentor, sharing them with other people. And, you know, they made their way around, right? All of a sudden people are like, who's this chick and where did she come from, right? So uh, from there, I, I had several meetings and then eventually I, I got to a point where someone said, you know, let's, I, I want to meet with her. Now I had gone into this meeting thinking it's just a one-on-one, -on -one, another person who's interested to hear how I built this, you know, things like that. And it turned out to be an interview. Now I showed up and I was just completely shocked, right? There was three people in the room, three different executives. And I'm like, whoa, what? is going on here. I thought this was just a conversation. I've been having several of those. And again, keep in mind, I'm not letting my other job, you know, the job that I was hired to do was not falling down. I was doing everything I could, but like I said, I didn't feel like it was fulfilling enough to take my entire day. So I consumed it down to a few or, you know, some hours and then focused on this. And actually I worked on it outside of work too. That was something that I was, I was just so passionate to build something. Yep. Right? You were hustling. I was, I was, oh my gosh, between that and then my MBA program and then, you know, the building of, of that department. Now it didn't even start as a department at first. It was just, oh my gosh, who built this and where is she? Let's, you know, yeah. and when I got the job, I had gotten a raise that placed me significantly higher than where I was. I, I had moved up to my boss's boss's level, essentially, which, you know, people are like, holy cow, what just happened, right? She's one of us 20. How the hell did she do that? Right. And to answer that question, and I've been asked that by some of those people, I was just always looking for an opportunity to build something. I never let the beliefs that someone else, the manager I had or the manager's manager or anyone else define me. Yes, I was told the same thing. You cannot move up except in three years. That's when you'll see your first promotion and you won't be able to move up after that till this. I mean, that was all just... Yeah, yeah, okay. I got it. Thanks for setting the floor of, of what's possible here. Uh, I'm going to exceed that. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, never, I never let that actually keep me where I am. I knew I had a goal. I was going to, you know, surpass a certain level. Yes, it happened. Over, it looked like it happened overnight, and I was lucky, but I was busting my ass off yeah. for, you know, six to nine months outside of work, just hustling, you know? So that was, that was a, a good, it was a good story. And then from there, I built it into its own actual department. I was very fortunate. I had a manager who saw the value in it. It grew to close one of the largest, it helped close one of the largest deals we'd ever had um, within the company that we got bought into. So 
you know, timing of things works out, but you know, opportunities are everywhere. And if you don't have one, build one. I'm telling you. I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the stupid or ignorant. Like if, if you are looking for those opportunities, you can gain that education and you can create that innovation. But if you're keeping your head buried in the sand, you, you can't fix that. It comes down to that choice of looking for that opportunity to innovate. I, I love it. And Paul, people, there were people who were giving me good advice. And I put that in air quotes if you can't see me. Yeah. Um, it was like, listen, just put your head down. This place, you know, you don't owe them more than the eight to five. Oh my you God. don't this, you know that. And I was just like, Mm-hmm. You know, I just toned down the mic in my head and I just keep going <laughs> because that wasn't me. That doesn't follow my work ethic. Right. It doesn't, you know, that doesn't right. serve me. And, you know, you, you have a choice at the end of the day. Somebody could tell you one thing, but you can, you can knock it down and build something better. Yeah. Well, I love that because when I was in Afghanistan as a Marine officer, uh, I was told by this major in my section, uh, quit rocking the boat go through what is required so that way you can have a, a, a combat fitness report. So that's a, a personnel evaluation that's marked that you did a combat tour uh, because that's the best thing for your career. Now, communication, especially persuasive communication was not something I had in the United States Marine Corps. And I just said, you know, screw your career. I'm here to support and defend the constitution. Uh, and I was looking for ways to innovate because the enemy that I found in Afghanistan was none of them were Afghani. Uh, the majority of them wore the same uniform as me. And they had saturated all of their decision-making, all of their service to our country because of what this major was telling me, this aspect of careerism. What are the things that I do so that way I can get promoted, so that way I can get an award, so that way I can look more favorably to go up the, the corporate ladder within the military is that, that promotion. And I just, no, no, I, I, I was able to innovate and, uh, and do some things there. Uh, and I love that that's, that shows up, uh, in the military and it shows up. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, that's, that's a, gosh, I, I can't say enough good things about, you know, people like yourself who, who do challenge it in the face of really difficult times. I mean, being in, in the Marines is not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. So for you to have taken that stance, it takes a lot of guts. So. Yeah. That's off to you, my friend. Thanks. Thanks. One of these days I'm going to track her down and see how long she stayed in the Marine Corps and, uh, and, and what she was able to do, uh, and affect. Um, but yeah, that, that's another day. I, I want to know with, with everything that you've done, all of this innovation, this significant change, uh, you and our friend, uh, Kelly Moser, uh, I'm actually going to be interviewing him next week. Uh, you guys launched a podcast. What else are you doing right now? What else is that hustle that you are taking on, you're choosing to take on as that challenge? What else is, is alive and well for you, Shay? So uh, the Living Ahead podcast on its own is definitely a big piece of it, right? Right now, it's, it's still, um, it, it, is, it is walking and, you know, it's gone from crawling to walking at this stage, right? And we're, we're identifying, you know, excellent guest speakers. You, I mean, we're, we have you coming up also on there as well. Um, we're actually building a course. So to help, Kelly and I have done something that's unique. We both live in different parts of the world. He's in Florida and I'm in Texas. So you wouldn't think that two co-hosts, 
live in completely different areas, right? The guest usually does, but we typically, you know, the, the hosts are in the same area. So we found that that was, you know, interesting to a lot of people. We've gotten so many questions. So we're actually building a course on it now. So that's, that's coming up. I'm, I love it. You know, I, I'm, I'm on to my next uh, position at work also. Uh, I, I'm, I'm helping build a, you know, a new team within the IT uh, position, uh, IT world that I have right now. So, you know, lots of, lots of good change, lots of, of positive things. When, when you and I first met, we had an opportunity to connect via language. Uh, do you remember the first thing I said to you? Yes. You said, I have a superpower and my superpower is that I can change lives in one conversation. What is your superpower? <laughs> and I looked at you like, <clears throat> what did we just eat? What was that? In oh, you were angry. You like, looked at me like, who is this dude? I'm like, who the hell? Where, where did, what, what did you, he wasn't drinking. I know that, you know, I was, yeah. I'm thinking what is going on? And I was like, I don't know my superpower. Right. And it's so funny because, uh, I don't know if your listeners know this or not, but you change lives in the conversation. It is so, so absolutely true out of that conversation. Um, you know, I, I, I took that to heart and, and ran with that conversation. And now I can definitely tell you what my superpower is. Oh, tell me, tell me. So it is, uh, my superpower is that I can unlock your mindset to what is possible for your life. I don't, yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand that, right? They think that this is it, right? I, I have this path I'm going to follow and, and that's all, you know, that, that's, that's all there is to life. And, you know, being living proof that you don't have to follow the path. You don't have to do things in one order. There's no one right way to do things. Right. You can right. also challenge the way you, you know, you, you've found your foundation to be, um, I, I can unlock people's mindsets. So that is, that is my superpower, Paul. And I do I that, that through my podcast. I do it through coaching. I do it through, um, you know, any kind of, uh, motivational speaking. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. And I think that there was one other piece of language mm. that I, I pride myself on. Um, because I, one of the things I did as a, Oh Marine, man, is it the word? Is it the one word I'm not allowed no, to say? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's, a, it's something a little bit more um, inspirational than that. Okay. Uh, because I, de I decided as I was um, getting ready to be stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I actually just came back from there. I spent five weeks over there uh, with my former wife, my three kiddos, healing uh, a lot of relationships and healing a lot of things from the past. And as I'm 20 years old, getting ready to go to Okinawa, Japan, I decided like I'm going to be the dude that learns the language in any country I go to. And as I was getting ready to go to Afghanistan, knowing that it is a predominantly Muslim country, I, I know that at some point early in our conversation, I was able to say to you, assalamu alaikum. That is true. That's true. And for our, our listeners that may not be familiar with that phrase or that etiquette within the beginning of a conversation, can you walk us through like that translation and how does that, how does that interchange go at the beginning of a conversation between two people, especially some goofy looking six foot three white dude in the middle of a very busy restaurant who comes up and assalamu alaikum. And what's your superpower, like right? <laughs> Talk as what does that mean? And, and what is yes. that inter interchange there? So uh, that means peace be upon you. 
right? So that is the, in, in Islam, the, the proper greeting to greet someone is peace be upon you, right? You wish peace for other people. Um, it, it was so funny because I'm looking like, whoa, all right. I mean, it's not strange that people know, but yes, I, I didn't expect it, right? I mean, I'm sitting there with a group of people and actually there was another uh, Muslim lady at that table. I don't even think she said it to me. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that, that, that's the proper greeting, peace be upon you. It's a religion of peace. It's, you know, we don't condone violence. We don't condone all the, the, the things that are portrayed in the media. Right. Um, but I, I thought that it, it, it touched me cause I, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I appreciate when somebody, you know, is, is trying to connect with you on that level. And I love that you learn the languages wherever you go, or at least parts of the phrases or things like that, right. that, you know, it, it goes a long way because you make people feel like they're seen. They're seen through their culture, their, their differences, you know, that, that, that's not a, you're not ignorant to just, you know, stay through that. Now I don't expect, let me be clear. I don't expect anybody to greet me like that everywhere yeah. they go. Right. That's, yeah. um, but you and I had that unique connection. So yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And what's the response. So for me, I I'm saying peace be upon you. And what's the response uh, and give it to me in both languages. So in Arabic, it's walaikum salam, right? Okay. Which means, and peace be upon you as well. And I love that because growing up Catholic and studying a lot of the Christian religions, there is that aspect of uh, within the Catholic mass, the priest saying, peace be with you. And the congregation replies, and also with you. And then I go study Judaism. And they say, Shalom. And I'm like, ah, ah. And because I had studied that, it opened up an opportunity for me to innovate for peace in a way that I did not. There's no way that you could have told me for an entire career. I, I, I spent beyond my career, my life, thinking that I had this destiny to be in combat, to go kill on behalf of my country. And through language, recognizing this, this phrase, this beautiful phrase that was not foreign to me, peace be upon you. And also with you and peace be with you as well. That wasn't foreign to me, but I was told that that was a foreign concept, that these people in Afghanistan were so different than me. And I get over there and these are my people. These are farmers. These are people that have this very complex structure of family and the adjacent, adjacent village. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's Montana, where you can just loathe the other high school across town. But when a blizzard comes, and, and Southwest Afghanistan has these crazy climate issues, um, very austere environment. I'm like, this is, this is Montana, just on the other side of the world. Um, and how you can just like have this rivalry. But then when the blizzard shows up, everybody that's got four-wheel driving chains, like throws chains and straps in the back of the truck, and, and especially before cell phones went to go see how can we serve our neighbors. And so when I got to Afghanistan, I saw, oh, here's an opportunity to innovate for peace. Oh, that's beautiful. I couldn't step away from that. Um, I, I felt this calling. And I, I just love how you've illustrated like all of these places in your life that yes, it is a choice. And yet you have this calling. You've developed this discipline to seek out opportunity, to seek out and create innovation. And it's always in a place of service. I absolutely love that. Thank you. What are you, let's see, you're, you're, you're doing the Living Ahead podcast. We're going to put that in the yep. show notes. 
what else is going on? Where can we find you? How can we support you with what you're, with what you're doing right now? So um, uh, you can find me at Shay Al Sahar, right? Uh, that's the name on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you can, you know, reach out to me directly. I, you know, we have our website also. You can also reach out through the Living Ahead website. You know, if I could do anything to help anyone, please, please, please reach out to me. I mean, I'm, I'm always there to provide an encouraging word. I, I won't, you know, I do my best not to judge. That's the other piece of it, right? So I, I, I do my best not to judge. And I'll always tell you there's always a way. So, you know, don't, don't give up on your dreams. Keep going. Yeah. As you mentioned the dreams, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up here. If you found out to, today, like if you woke up and, and found out that today is your last day on this planet, what would you do? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I would more than anything, spend time with my family. You know, I would, I would, I have four amazing brothers and a wonderful sister and, you know, parents who I, I, you know, I absolutely love and adore. I would spend a whole lot of time with them. I'd also spend some time with my niece and, um, you know, aside from that, release a nice motivational video, you know, telling people that there is more for you, that you can choose more. You can choose to, you know, reach for that dream and things that seem like that's not possible for me. I'm not X. I'm not fit. I'm not whatever. Right. Those are things that are, are just thoughts in your head because you can do those things. You can become fit. You can you know, get that education that you've always wanted. You can do, you know, just about anything. I'm not saying that there won't be challenges because there's, there's plenty of challenges, yeah. but how you look at your challenges, that's going to make or break you. Right. If you look at your challenges as opportunities, what is the opportunity here? Like I think of that truthfully in my, even, even being in the IT world and, and, you know, being a woman who covers a Muslim woman, I think of that, I don't think of, oh my gosh, all of uh, the disadvantages against me statistically, the glass ceiling, the whatever. I look at it as, all right, well, I automatically, yay, I get a spotlight because I'm a little different. So you know what? I met, might as well make use of that. Do good, do this, right? So turn those things that you look at as disadvantages into advantages. Do not waste your time giving yourself excuses, how you speak to yourself matters. All of those things that, you know, I know you talk about them. We talk about them on our podcast. Those are all going to take you further or take you back. And you have a yeah. choice at the end of the day. You can choose. I mean, the whole concept behind, you know, religion is the good versus the evil, right? Isn't that a good piece, a big piece of it? I think so. You yeah. You get yeah. to choose. You get to choose how you show up in the world. You get to choose how, who you are, who you become, What's next for you? Um, you know, don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise, and other people will. So you got to be your own cheerleader. Yeah. At the end of the day. So. Oh my gosh, I love that, and I want to challenge you. Uh, All right. I I don't think today is your last day. Uh, I I do want to challenge you. Reach out to your family. Reach out to your niece. Um, this is at the, at the time of this recording. We're dealing with COVID, so you're going to use some innovation probably utilizing some technology to connect with these people that you love so much. 
And also I want to challenge you launch that video, bro. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you can crank that out today. As soon as we, as soon I, as we wrap this up, I could definitely do that. I I'm, I'm a little more, uh, you know, camera shy maybe than I, than I'd like to admit, but I'm working on it. Work I'm in drop, progress every I'm day. dropping the challenge, Shay. Since I met you, you don't back down from a challenge. So I appreciate thrown that. down. I'm throwing that gauntlet down. Uh, I want to acknowledge you uh, as, a, as a woman who is pious and in her faith and visibly takes that on in, in a time that that is met with resistance, that's met with discrimination, that's met with judgment. And you continue to be a light, a, a beacon of light and love in the world. And you also do not have a problem or a hesitation in just saying, whoa, whoa, why, why are we doing that? And do not even dare tell me that that's the way it's always been done. Because that is just going to add fuel to my fire. You are that leader, Shay. And it is just, my life is so much greater having met you and had you uh, been impacting my life, listening to your podcast. Uh, so thank you for everything that you are, that you believe in and how you're serving. The world needs that right now. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I, I so sincerely appreciate you taking the time to, you know, I mean, that first conversation we had was just the beginning of, of many. Um, but, you know, this is the other thing that I'm going to say. Make sure the people in your life are quality people because the, who you surround yourself is going to expand your view of the world or limit it. Right. And you have expanded my view of the world quite a bit. You know, I, I love, you know, even, even getting to meet Izzy, right. And, and that uh, Izzy is, is, uh, uh, my, my service dog, Paul's a service dog. And, yeah. and, you know, you do so much and, and you've given back so much. I sincerely appreciate you just as much. And I cannot wait till you and I are on stage giving the same spiel again. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is. So look for uh, contact information, connection information in the show notes. Last question for you, Shay, what is your definition of take command? Take command is, and, I, and I, this may be redundant because I've said it quite a bit, but choosing who you show up in the world to be as simple as that you choose it take command you're not stuck you're not alone you're not this you're not that you can you can give yourself the, the little story but at the end of the day you choose who you show up to be in this world there it is shay al-sahar thank you so much for being on the take command podcast i appreciate it thank you so much for having me Wow, 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 my friend. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shay. I am so excited to hear about how she grows from these opportunities uh, of these side hustles without neglecting her primary responsibilities. I want to find more ways to do this in my life. So if you enjoyed this conversation, share it with a friend with whatever podcast app that you're listening to, or send them the link to this episode, paulgowan.com slash zero zero three text a friend right now be that hero in their life by sending that link over to just one friend copy and paste the link real quick send it over to them on the app wherever it is that you're listening to it and then say hey let me know what you think about this i really enjoyed this part of the episode 
and start that dialogue. Be a giver in your life. If you want, go ahead and head over to Instagram and uh, tag me in this and uh, be sure to tag Shay as well as I'm sure she'd appreciate seeing her uh, and this conversation highlighted on Instagram. Or you can just highlight the, the link, paulgowan.com slash 003. I'm so grateful for Shay, her time and her lessons on how to create change. And I'm so honored that I get to share this with you. So can you do me a favor? Leave me a rating. I don't care if it's five stars, three stars, one star, and leave a comment for me. So that way I know what you thought about this episode, how it's going to help you, how it's going to help your friends. Let me know. I love to give shout outs to people who share their feedback and your comment could be featured on a future episode. Help me help others take command of their life with that rating and comment. My mission is to bring to you the brightest, the smartest, the most experienced people that I have within my network. And as I'm growing my network from all of these different walks of life, because I want to help you take command of your life, of your relationships, and of your business. You have additional power now to transform your life and reach that next level. It's up to you to learn that knowledge and that information. Where I come in is to continue to bring you that best information possible to help you grow faster and accomplish sooner. We do that better when we do it together. So thank you so much for being part of this community. If you haven't yet joined the Take Command crew, go over on Facebook, Take Command crew, ask a, uh, answer a couple questions, and you'll be joined up. And I'm so excited to have you there. This community wouldn't be as powerful as it is without you as a part of it. So please make sure you come join the Take Command crew. And if you are a person who's stuck in your life, your relationships, your business, Maybe it's you that needs that that doing something different to create a different result. Maybe it's time for you to have change so you can access that next level of success faster under the guidance of an expert. Then go to paulgowan.com slash apply and complete a client application. We are currently taking applications and my team and I are really excited to see if you are a good fit for this program because I know that it will help you grow and succeed faster than what you are currently doing. I am so grateful again for Shay on how to take command through change and innovation. And that quote from the beginning, innovation is seeing what everybody has seen and thinking what nobody has thought from that Nobel laureate, Dr. Albert Sense Georgi. Shay has done this. And I think that she did a fabulous job in outlining how you can take some change, some use some innovation in your life. Highlight what stood out to you the most in a comment down below or shoot me a note over at paulgowan.com slash 003. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to get back out there, take command and live the life of your dreams.